0: Come on, find somebody else and look at them and say, you are a blessing. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed Brother Ivan for two services. Nobody in the world like Brother Ivan. If you were, didn't get that message, you weren't here, you didn't get to see it, you know, they're all out there. Go to the website, the app, watch them, listen to them. Even if you were here, you probably need to go listen to it again. I know I am. So praise God, I want to share a word with you tonight. So get your Bibles out and go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Now, if you're not familiar with the book of Deuteronomy, you know, the children of Israel came out of Egypt you know, did all the walking, going through the Red Sea, going through all of that. And they, they got to the promised land. But you remember, they, they went over, they spied out the land, they came back, they gave a bad report, they didn't go in, right? Yeah. Well, the book of Numbers is what takes place going up to that point, And then Moses is telling the people at that point, all of what God's going to do for them. But they didn't listen. And so Deuteronomy is after the 40 years. So all the, all the people that were there first have died off. He's got a young generation, a young uh, group of people there. So the book of Deuteronomy is, is Moses' last words going to the people before they're going to enter into the promised land. And if you've never read, well, let's go look at it. I said 30. Go to, back to 28. <clears throat> go look at Deuteronomy 28, um, 1. Now, this is, this is about as plain as it gets. Now, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall you be in your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. And it just keeps on going like this, okay? All the blessings God would have to, to do, and they're great, right? But Hebrews tells us that we're our, our covenant's built on bigger and better promises than what this is. That God wants more for us than what you can read right there through the blessings and the curses, all right? But you need to go read. Go read do uh, 28, 29, and 30. And uh, so I'll pick it up back in chapter 30. And so now, then Moses goes, he sets all the people out, he takes half, the, he splits the tribe of Israel into two parts, he goes out there and puts one on one side of the valley on one mountain, he puts one on the other side of the other mountain, that was a mountain of curse, and this is the mountain of blessing, he tells all the people, going to walk to the middle, and you're going to make a choice. Now, I don't know about y'all, but you know, you, you, if, if I saw the Red Sea part, I think that would stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't take them long that they forgot it. Right? But you gotta understand something about these people. Now, hear me, this is the message tonight. It's a real simple message, but you gotta understand this. Those people were not born again. Those people did not have a redeemed nature on the inside of them. They weren't born again. They were not full of the Holy Spirit. They had no Bibles to read. They were the same Adamic man that had fallen in the garden and had an Adamic nature on the inside of them, right? So they're trying to serve God. By their flesh. All right? So Moses puts it for them, verse 19, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. It says, I call heaven and earth as a witness against you. Again, I'll set before you. Life for you, life and death, and blessing and cursing. And therefore, therefore choose life. Choose life. May stand to him. may stand to him. So it's going to be made. So to be made. Don't go over there where the curse is. And he told them what the curse would be, right? Don't do it. Yet they did it. All right, but now remember, these people are not you. But I want you to understand something. The title of this message is The Power of Choice. You think about this, the power of choice, the power of choice that you have to make. These people, it was set right before Moses just stood there and said, look, man, I mean, if you go through the curses, it's bad. I mean, basically, ain't nothing ever going to happen good to you. Everything's going to be bad. Nothing's going to work right. But we have people today that they're still serving God looking at Deuteronomy 28, 29, 30. Because they're trying to do things by works, they're trying to do things by earning God's relationship and earning God's. They don't realize that they're not these people, they are the redeemed of the Lord. Everybody say I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Okay, so he goes on and he says, uh, his, uh choose like choose your descendants. You love glory to God. You may obey but he says that you get for he is your life, your life, your life <laughs> Moses didn't go into the promised land, right? He 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 messed up and so he didn't get to go in the promised land. So Joshua was taking the people into the promised land, his second. So now go to Joshua 24. Go to Joshua 24. Verse 14. Joshua 24, 14. He says, "Now therefore, fear the Lord." This is at the end of Joshua's life. They've entered the Promised Land. They've been doing battles. They've been doing all this, and Joshua's like, "This is the end of my days." And he's given his last words to him. Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And it seemed evil to. It. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods which are your father served that were on the other side of the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Right? Okay. In other words, Joshua, again, taking from his mentor, Moses, here he's saying the thing, choose. You got to make a choice. You got to choose life. The power of choice and Joshua announces to all the people, look, I don't know what you're going to do. You want to go serve them devils over there? Go serve them devils over there. You want to go over there and serve those, those, and put your kids through the fire and do all that kind of stuff. You just go on over there and you just bless God, go do it. But I want to tell you what, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So Joshua made a choice. Hello? And he made a choice that and it set the course of his life. And too many Christian people today, they're not setting a course. They're not making a choice. They're just living every day trying to deal with whatever comes. And then they say, oh, well, uh, oh, well, let's go do this. Oh, let's go do that. I've told you so many times, man, if people just pick up the Bible and read it and just believe what it says, well, then all, all trouble would be out of the picture. We've got denominations today. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on today. Everybody's out there just believing whatever they want to and doing whatever they want to and causing this problem and this problem. Blah, blah, blah. But if you choose to serve God, and you say, I'm going to be a Christian. Yeah, amen. Not, not a denomination. Right. I'm going to be a Christian. I choose to serve Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. I choose to believe that the Bible is true. Yeah. The moment you do that as a born-again Christian... Power comes into your life. Okay, let me show you this. Go to Romans chapter 10. I'm telling you, it's a simple message, but it can change your life. People don't make choices. They just sit around and wait to see what happens or let the devil push them. I love Brother Ivan's message. And the one I liked about, he's talking about the dragon breathing down your neck, you know. And, and I was like, yeah, the dragon breathes on people's neck and then they choose wrong. And it cost them. Romans 10, 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, or that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will ascend to the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay. That doesn't mean it's just saved to get to heaven. It means delivered. Why? Because you chose the Lord. Now think about this. Moses is telling them, choose whom you're going to serve. Choose life or choose death. Pass through the mountain. We look up. You want the mountain of cursing? You want the mountain of blessing? Joshua tells them all, he said, look, you're going to have to choose this day. But as for me and myself, I just want you to know the direction I'm going. I'm choosing to serve the Lord, right? But they weren't born again people. What happens when a born again Christian chooses to walk in faith? Chooses to forgive. Chooses to walk in health. Chooses to raise children that are mighty warriors. Chooses to be healthy. <sighs> See, a lot of Christians want magic. They don't want Christianity. Hear me now. Don't throw don't throw anything at the TV, man. Ain't gonna do no good. Break your TV. They don't. They want magic. They want a magical formula. They basically want to do whatever they want to do. Act however they want to act, say whatever they want to say, and then have no consequences of that. But then when they get in trouble, they want to cry out to God and He delivers them. That's not the covenant. The covenant is what you choose to do, God will do. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all all want Brother Ivan to come back, saying, Come on, Brother Ivan. You're texting him right now, pastor's beating us up tonight, come on. No, I'm just saying, I see people, listen to me, folks you have to make a choice. The devil will torment you. He will whisper to you. The dragon will breathe down the back of your neck. He will lie to you. He'll put stuff into your thoughts. He'll put stuff into your way. He'll cause you to stumble. He'll lie to you every day. He'll tell you you're not going to make it. You're going to die. You're not. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. The, this is going to take place. You're going to go broke. My God, how high is gas going to go? Oh, my God. Am I going to be able to buy food? Oh, what's going to happen? Inflation. Oh, we going to see 21% interest. Oh, we're all going to go broke. Oh, bank's going to fold up. Or are we going to say, no, I choose, I, I choose in this born again state that I'm at. And I want to get to that in just a second. But in this new creation that I am, this man, a God that I am, I'm going to make a choice to say, I choose to serve the Lord. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to forgive the heathen. That's doing stupid things. I choose to walk in forgiveness because I want to be forgiven. And my Bible says I ain't going to be forgiven if I don't forgive. I'm going to choose to walk in love when everybody's ugly, when I want to get the bad out. Are y'all with me? It's a choice. But the moment you choose... It sets you in the direction so that the Holy Spirit can begin to flow through you and move through you and do things out there. Okay, now I'll just get us, let's just, let's just take it a little deeper. How many, don't raise your hands and don't look at the floor because I know I hit you. How many of you ever got in a fight with your spouse? And both of you mad at each other, and but both of you, neither one wants to give. Then neither one wants to first say, I'm sorry, or whatever it takes to, to reconcile. So what you go through miserable days, miserable nights, sitting there because you won't, just somebody won't make a choice to forgive. And you're miserable. And then finally somebody says, it wasn't my fault. I'm sorry. Well, at least you started making a choice in the right direction. My point is, I didn't didn't ever want to fight with my wife because I didn't want the house to turn into ice. (laughs) I just, I I wanted to to get something. I wanted to find out what's wrong. Let's work this out. I did not want to live under that, okay? Because I was making a choice. Why do I want to live like this? Let's reconcile. What do we need to do? Let's fix it, right? Because there's a power of making a choice. Right. Right. But people go on, I ain't going to say nothing to them. They do They're the one that did it. I ain't going to worry about They say something to me, I ain't going to say nothing to them. Let's go. <laughs> Until it just turns into a huge thing and just erupts. And why? We're born again people. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us. You're telling me that we can't make a choice? And that choice then directs us with power and authority into the right direction? Mm -mm. Revelations 3.20. Revelations 3.20. Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and dine with him and he with me. Oh, He's standing at the door knocking, but are you going to answer? You're going to make a choice to answer. Right. Do y'all remember? And I'm really dating myself. Do y'all remember the Christmas story that uh, Grandpa Jones used to sing about the? Thank you. I saw a head nod. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know that where that 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 the he was he was wanting Jesus to come have Christmas with him and. Yeah, I don't know what the name of the thing is, but he was wanting creases. And so then there was, a, there was a little girl at the door, and then there was a, a other guy at the door. And then he, he gets these three people, and he, but he takes care of them and helps them. And he hated to give them the food and everything because he was keeping it for the master. And then at the end of the day, he says, Lord, I can't, you know, I'm so sorry you didn't come see me. And he said, what do you mean? I came three times. Right? Y'all remember that story? Yeah. Every time I read Revelation 3.20, that song... Pops back into my head. It impressed me as a kid, thinking about that the next person you meet may be Jesus. You know what I mean, and that he, he that's the way he's looking at it. But Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. But we have to make a choice to answer it. You have to make a choice to bring Jesus into your life. You have to make a choice to bring the power of the gospel into your life. It's not magic. Listen to me. You cannot. There is no hocus pocus a prayer you can pray that's just going to make everything magically disappear. No, it's the choice on the inside of us when we choose to say, no, God, I want to do it your way. I want to walk in the spirit. I want to walk in love. And the moment you do, though, the power of God comes in. That's where we have the advantage over the Deuteronomy 28, 29, 30 people because they weren't redeemed. We are full of the Holy Ghost and power. Do you know how many things in my life I've done I didn't want to do? Bunches. But because I knew that's what the gospel told me to do, I did it. And man, I saw the power of God move every time. People want to listen, listen to me. Everybody out there, listen to me. Watching me right now, I'm telling you, if you want God to move in your life, start making choices for Jesus. End of story. All right. Go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, now that would be every person who's born again. Amen. Everyone that has given his life to Jesus and knows that he's the Lord and Savior of his life. Everyone, it says, therefore, that is anyone that is in Christ. He is a new creation. Everybody say new creation. A new creation means it's a new creation. You can go look it up. You know what it means? New creation. It means it's something that never was before that is created now. Never had before man had the opportunity to be born again and sins forgiven, washed, and become cleansed so that the Spirit of God could live within them. Folks, listen to me. When you're walking outside, you're not walking outside by yourself. No, No. No, wait a minute. No, no, no. You're not all alone you're born again, if you're a Christian, Jesus is on the inside of you. The spirit of the living God is on the inside of you and he wants to work and he wants to move and he wants to flow in power, but you have a free will and you have to make a choice. Now, this is the craziest thing when you get to thinking about it. The Bible says that God wants all men to be saved. There's not a person on the face of the earth, no matter how how vile or foul they are that God does not want them saved. Right? We're all in agreement. But men are going to choose not to be saved. And God is God. Now, just listen to this. This sounds crazy. But if God did not let them have a free will choice, just think about this. If God did not let them have a choice, then, if he his strength and all of that he is of God towards them would be lessened if he didn't get the, give them the opportunity to have a choice. The same would turn to us who are serving the Lord. Then we wouldn't have the ground to stand on because he wouldn't be with the power behind directed towards us. Right. Am I making sense? Yes. In other words, God can't say, okay, yeah, oh yes, I'm going to bless him, but uh, well, this guy, he's just not, I don't think we can bless him. He's not going to choose, right? No, God has to be as strong towards them, even though they're not making a choice, as he is towards us who are making a choice. But if they choose, just think of the power of that, the power of their choice, the power of the choice to reject almighty God the creator of heaven and earth and all they're in. He still loves them so much. He wants them to have the power working the other direction, but it comes as a two-sided coin. So it it encourages me because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow. If God's going to let that person choose to go to hell because that's their choice and he's going to respect that because they're a free will being, how much more then is he respecting me and looking over here when I'm choosing to serve him? How much more in this new creation that I am, this strange, strange person that I am on the face of the earth when I turn my face towards God say, man, I'm serving you, though, my heart. I'm going to walk your ways, and if you said forgive, then I choose to forgive, and I'm going to walk in that direction, and I'm going to be blessed. Look at this. This old thing's passed away. What old things? The old things that we used to hold us bound. We're not bound anymore. It's all gone. It's all. There's no more of it. But all things have become new. I want to say this to you tonight. If you're out there watching this and you say you're a Christian, but you don't think anything has changed, you don't see any change in your life, nothing's changed, you don't think there's anything new, there's nothing, you don't have any conviction, you don't have any uh, remorse, you don't have any compassion, you don't have any of that in your life, uh, well, I don't hate to say it, I I don't think you got saved. I think it's in your head, not in your heart. Because the Bible says the moment we bring Jesus down to our heart, all the old things go away and all the new things come and, 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 and it's, we're, we're a new creation. There's a change. Listen to me, Christians, I, I tell you what, if I see a Christian acting like a devil, then there's one of two things. Either that person's just saying they're Christian, they're not really a Christian, or that person is unrenewed in their thinking and their mind and don't know how to work and serve God and they need to just be quiet. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, go to Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to finish up here. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. I mean, that's a message in itself. Folks, listen to me. I believe with all of my heart that right now from the, from the pit of hell, all of hell has been unleashed on the earth, yes. and I believe that there is so much deception going on, so much uh, absolute yes. just deceiving and, 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 and dragons breathing down people's necks and speaking words and lies into their hearts and their minds. Yes. It, 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. Yes. It is so much. And so we cannot be deceived. We have to be Christians that are sharp in seeing what's going on, yes. okay? That the enemy is trying to lead us to fall over into the pit but we're not going there. We've got to be the army of God who rises up in the midst of this and makes a choice to serve God. Why do you think, listen to me, why do you think things have gone the way they've gone in the Ukraine if the people of the Ukraine didn't have in their heart to defend their land and they're fighting to the death? Would that happen in America today? How many would go out there and say, "Oh, come on, we can compromise. Let's just do this," and you know, hey, hey, hey. if you want to, if you want to call it something else, go ahead. I mean, it doesn't make any it's difference. It's all you know. there's a lot of people that want America to change, and I don't think they would fight. And I'm so proud of the Ukrainian people because of what they're standing up and doing. and literally saying, "This is our land. We'll not be taken over," and 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 they're they're fighting. In a horrible, horrible situation. Okay, but how many Christians are fighting to keep serving God? Let's just change it a little bit. Let's take it away. Let's take out politics in the U.S. Let's just say, how many Christians? How many Christians every day are waking up and want to serve Jesus? How many Christians are giving up on their churches and their denominations and their what their founding fathers had, had established in the churches? Well, if you don't tell me that some of the stuff going on that the original founders of those churches aren't rolling over in their graves, right. folks. We got to choose. To be this new creation on the face of the earth, that we're going to walk with God and not be deceived. And it says, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, can I say it this way? Whatever choice a man makes, that he's going to reap. I just want to change it just a little bit there. I'm not, no, I'm not creating the, you know, the great sin here of changing the Bible. I'm just saying, whatever a man sows, his action, his choices, he's going to reap from those. Well, wait a minute. So then if you, it goes both ways. So if you choose good, you choose right. That means the power of Almighty God is behind you. So folks, I don't know. It seems to me that last time I read my Bible, it said that Jesus rose from the dead and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. It seems to me like over there in Revelations when John saw him, he said, I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave. seems to me that like over in Ephesians 1, that, you know, it's... God gave Jesus all authority, and, and seems like he won. So then what are we doing Listen to the devil? I mean, why do we want to be on the loser's team? So when that voice is whispering in your ear, trying to get you discouraged, make a choice to serve God. Make a choice to walk in truth. When you're about to get in a fight, say something you shouldn't say, and you know you're going to make a choice to sow wrong, well, stop and say, no, I choose to love. I choose to be a blessing. I choose to sow good, so I will reap good. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to walk in, in forgiveness. I choose, I'm not going to be a, a jealous, stingy person. I choose to be generous. And folks, I want to tell you something. The moment you make that choice, the power of your choice goes to work for you. And I want to tell you something, the power of God begins to flow through you because you're a new creation. You are not normal. Matter of fact, you're an alien. You're just traveling through this earth. You're just passing through. Our home's heaven. And you're a new creation. Everybody say, I'm a new creation. Man, old things have passed away. Everything absolutely new. Amen? Amen? So you think about this. The next time the devil's whispering to you, I mean, he'll do it. He do, do, whispers to me. Today, we're trying to work this message out. Hear God and some other things. And I heard some things, and I said, well, what are you doing? Where'd you, who invited you to the party? What are you doing talking to me like that? Ain't the way it's happening in my life. I'm the head, not the tell. I'm above, not believe. Sometimes I just love to go back and read Deuteronomy 28, and read the blessings there and say, man, Lord, if this is what you were giving them and ours are much better, I mean, man, I'd, I'd settle for these. These are pretty good ones. Right. But God said, no, no, I want to do better than that for you. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So be encouraged. The power of choice will change your whole direction in life. If you're discouraged tonight, come on, man, make a choice to serve God. Make a choice to walk with Jesus. Make a choice to so let the Spirit of God flow through you and change your situations and circumstances. Amen? He is the God of all flesh, and there's nothing too hard for him. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Let me pray over you. <clears throat> now, I want to do something in this prayer. So y'all just, y'all just follow along with me. If this prayer fits you, pray it from all your heart. Get in agreement with me. If not, well, then, you know, that's okay. But, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I repent from making bad choices. Come on, man. I just feel it right now. Lord, I repent for making bad choices. Whoo, Lord. And this night I choose to make the good choice to serve you, to walk with you all the days of my life. I declare I'm a new creation. And your power flows through me and sets everything in order. In my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, bless them. Bless everybody out there all over the world. Bless their finances. Bless their businesses. Bless everything they put their hands to because that's a part of the promise. And so, Lord, I just declare tonight that curses are broken, that bad choices are broken, that they are going to make choices that, sir, that, that, Lord, that bring them into the place of great service for you, great things for you, Lord. And I praise you so bless them this night, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.